0: This is Ozarks at Large. With me on the phone from Fort Smith is Michael Tilley with Talk Business and Politics. Michael, we kind of had a busy week this week.
1: It, it's been an it's been an interesting week. Uh, it's one of those kind of a, a newsy week, and normally Kyle it kind of starts slowing down about now in terms of folks making news um, going into the holidays. But it wasn't slow this week.
0: Well, of course we've been talking on some level about redistricting for a while whether it was the four Arkansas congressional di- districts or the legislative districts and of course counties have to make their own redistricting based on the census. That's happening in Sebastian County. It's just that no one's going to tell us who made the map.
1: Yeah, the, it's um it's very interesting. Now all around the state, you know, the the all the data files from the census department have been like getting out to all the states. So Normally, this process is already complete
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the counties and county clerks and we know city districts and school districts so we're running up against the deadline. there's a December first deadline, which well I say there is there's some <laughs> there's some debate about that but that that's a whole other story but um yeah, in Sebastian county, we had been um kind of getting tipped off that there was some um Folks working on drawing up the quorum court map, that's just as the piece, those are the folks. They're, they're essentially the legislature for a county. Um, but so the quorum court map in Sebastian County, um, we were told, was, was being drawn up by folks other than the election commission. And state law uh, requires that in every county, the election commission shall, that's what the language says, shall uh, be responsible for drawing up the maps. Uh, and i remember in the 2000 after the two, 2010 census they did draw up the map and it was a open meeting and all three members talked about it and um, had their input and then um, had the maps drawn up this ma- on on um tuesday at sebastian county election commission meeting uh commission chairman david dameron kind of just pulled this map out and said i've worked on drawing up this map uh And and literally said, "This is the map I worked on and drew up." And then Lee Webb, um, who's the Democrat member of the commission, Dameron is a a Republican member on the commission. Lee Webb pretty much said, "I I don't believe you. You did make it that map. I don't think you did draw it up." And to a large extent, Dameron would later say, "Yeah, you know what? Um, I didn't have the skills to to do this, and I had it. You know, I had it drawn up." Well, the bottom line. I guess the, the point of all this is we still, and we're still working on it, we're doing some follow up reporting. We can't get Mr. Damon, Mr. Damon walked away from us at the meeting. He wouldn't answer any questions from the media. Um, just literally turned his back on us and walked away as we were trying to ask him questions. Nobody will admit to who draw the, drew up the map. Western Arkansas Planning and Development District had representatives there, and they admitted to us that we were given the files and we produced the map based on what we were given, but they didn't know who drew up, who drew the map. And so, um, uh, and the point is these maps are, so that the, again, going back to state law, the purpose of the election commission in the redistricting, redistricting process is to draw up the maps in a transparent manner. Well, it's not very transparent if you don't know who's drawn them up. So, Mr. Da- Mr. Dameron's got some explaining to do about where the maps are drawn, who drew them up. Uh, and we're even trying to get uh, Sebastian county prosecuting attorney, Dan shoe to talk to us about what or if any, um, penalties might there be for violating hmm. the law on how the maps are drawn up. I, I don't know if there is or isn't, or if it's just a slap on the wrist, don't do that again kind of thing. But, um, Again, this is important. Some some of your listeners may wonder why this matters. Who draws the map up? Well, it does matter. These are elected officials. This is a public governing board uh, of a county with uh, you know a uh, hundred thousand folks or so uh, in it. So, uh, and they and they govern the county budget. So um, we kind of like to know who draw drew up the map, and we're going to keep trying to report on this until we find out. They have another another meeting November 17th, and we'll see if anyone wants to fess up.
0: You know, a couple things here. I understand that whatever remapping has to be done, congressional, state legislative, or even on a county, is not an easy job because you've got a, a host of things, items that you have to make an agreement. Population, make sure underrepresented voices are represented. But... But we're talking about control of legislative bodies, and that's why it's supposed to be in front of everybody.
1: One would think, you know, Lee Webb. There are two members of the it's a three person commission. Two members uh, represent Republican are appointed by Republicans, and one by Democrat. It's based on how the elections come down. And Lee, the Democrat, Lee Webb, Mr. Webb, uh, the Democrat on the commission, he he said flat out in our story, look. I know I'm going to get outvoted on the map. That's not the point. I just think that as a commissioner, we should have input like the law says, you know, we should talk about this in a meeting. Hmm. Uh, and Mr. Dameron took much to, I, I mean, he said this with his own words. Um, he said, and I quote, I am not familiar enough with the law to know that we have to have a public meeting to draft the map.
0: Hmm. You've
1: been the election commissioner for many years. How, how, I mean, how do you not know what the law says about how you drop a map? I I, I don't know. I, I've been doing, in this business for close to 30 years now, and I, I, I shouldn't be surprised anymore about what I hear at some of these public meetings, but sometimes I am still surprised at what I hear at these public meetings.
0: Hmm. Well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one. Uh, the U.S. Marshals Museum, we've talked about uh, the museum often, and it has been, for various reasons, at times a struggle to raise money to get it fully operational and open. Some good news this week for the museum.
1: Yeah, good news. They um, they report uh, raising just under nine million, eight point seven five million, since January first. It was part of a matching. You know, earlier this year they announced that they received a five million dollar matching gift. Um, so they're working to match that. And look, let's hope um That this does, you know, they they said earlier before they announced they, uh, seven five million that, that if they could get eight million of the roughly twelve plus million that they needed to raise, that they could start um building out the galleries and the exhibits and that kind of thing. You know, they, the the building is is complete, but it's a shell, and now they just need to get the exhibits in, and so that's why they need that eight million or so. So ideally. And, and even uh, some of the one of the officials, and I, and I apologize for drawing a blank on who it was, even said something to the fact that the finish line is inside, and that's good news, Kyle, because this has been frustrating, uh, for not only folks in Fort Smith, but for the Marshall Service folks around the country, because this is a national museum; it's not just a Fort Smith or Arkansas museum. And you know, it was announced in January 2007, um, so this is going on what 14. Maybe 15 years before it opens. I don't think anyone, if you would have asked anyone back in January 2007, this is going to take that long to build. uh, I don't think people would have believed that it would take that long. So hopefully we are, as that one official said, hopefully we we are nearing the finish line.
0: And speaking of building, there may, may be a new indoor sports facility in Fort Smith's uh, future. First, got to figure out whether it's feasible.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, there's a little thing of an estimated $40 million price tag we got to figure out, or somebody's got to figure out how to pay for But yes, um, the city of Fort Smith and the Fort Smith AMP and the Arkansas Department of Tourism uh, helped uh, fund this, but they've um, uh, initiated a $30,000 feasibility study to see if an indoor sports facility uh, is worthwhile. And I think a lot of people probably listen and to your show call of know someone or have been involved in these traveling volleyball leagues or, or wrestling tournaments, um, any number of, you know, traveling basketball, even pickleball now that's getting popular, uh, gymnastics, uh, dance and cheer events,
0: those things are growing.
1: And I think there's even an appetite now that maybe, um, folks can get out again, that there's some, uh, belief that, you know the the city or you know community region that has these facilities available uh, may capture that that uh, desire by people to return to normal, whatever normal will look like. So that's what the city's looking at, but again, comes with a, a hefty price tag if it's done correctly. I mean, it'd be not only a large facility, but you'll need food courts, you'll need you know locker rooms. I mean, it's. Um, some I've and I've been to some of these facilities and they are huge and you can tell that they are expensive. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, often cities or businesses, folks hire consultants to tell them what they want to hear. Um, the gentleman uh, that spoke to the force of board of directors, Bill Kruger, even said Tuesday, he said, look, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you whether this is really feasible for a city your size. So, We'll see. We should know, Kyle. I think maybe by next February, maybe as late as March, uh, the recommendations, and and we'll see. But look, citizens of Fort Smith have have made it very clear in recent history they don't they're not going to support a prepared food tax, for example. So, however it gets paid for, that that'll be. Um, the feasibility study is the easy part, how you pay for it. That's going to be the hard
0: part. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Michael Tilley is with Talk Business and Politics. You can read much more about all the topics we've discussed and much more at talkbusiness.net. Michael, stay warm, and we'll talk again next Friday.
1: Hey, I look forward to it. Thank you, sir.